We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture and everything in between. Coming up on this episode... You know, I definitely have sadder moments in the past 12 months from stress than ever before. It made me really just want to be real with you guys here. All that and more in this episode of Sit With Us. But first, a quick message from our sponsors who help keep this show free. Welcome back, team, to another episode of Sit With Us. Welcome back, fam bam, to a new week. New week. New rules. New shit that goes down every day, every week. There's always something to say. There's always something going on. I swear every week before we record, right, we always kind of do a little rundown of what we want to talk about. And the rundown, you know, we we do stick to it, but then we kind of do sway away from it. Yeah, we do. We sway, but also it's great because we are so busy and we tend to forget that we haven't maybe spoken about something and then we catch up about it on the podcast, which I think is really cool because, like, yes, you're hearing it for the first time or I might be hearing something first time and then all of you guys listening are also hearing it with us for the first time. It's so nice. I really love listening to the potties back because yeah. it just it takes me back to like certain moments yeah and sometimes I'll go back and just listen to you know random ones from when we first started and it's like oh my god wow all that happened can you believe it I know it's just crazy but what a week it's been I feel like we say that every week quick little rundown of what our weeks have been like so obviously last week we had the Australian Podcast Awards which was incredible just to be there it was cool and we obviously recorded that episode before we went um, and we had, you know, Dylan and we had James and Izzy. Yeah, so there was a few few people tuning in as well. Yeah, it was our first potty recording. I mean, other than our podcast producer Darcy in the yeah. room, it was the first <laughs> time we've had people like our, you know, friends and family in the room. So it was a bit nerve-wracking actually. It kind we, of was. We, we popped the moe and we had some champagne and I feel like the champagne just makes everything just, you know, it just settles. yeah. I was like highly strung that day. I was like really anxious and like super off. It was the wind. Remember how it was so windy? The wind no, I reckon it is. Hectic. This is totally like it's kind of off topic, but I watched The Holiday the other day. Um, it's my favorite Christmas movie. I fucking love that movie. I cried. I wait, you know, I wait until it's Christmas time to watch that. I feel what is? Tomorrow is the 1st of December. So for me, it's like if I was putting up a Christmas tree, it would be going up tomorrow, but I don't have one. Anyway, I've got a fake fucking blow up Christmas tree downstairs. A blow up one? What do you mean? You don't know about, babe? Blow up trees. Wait, babe, you haven't seen what's been going on? No. What do you mean? The random thing that I got in the mail? Bro, am I, have I been living on another fucking, have I been living in uh, Cloud9? (laughs) You have not. What do you mean? We spoke about this in the Facebook group and on my Instagram stories. So the day after that I cleansed the house. Oh, Okay, it's coming back to me. It's all coming back. Yeah. It's coming back. I got, I received at my doorstep, not wrapped, a blow-up Christmas tree addressed to me with no returner, no sender, um, and no one knows where I live. No. So it's a, 
That's the only Christmas decoration that I have. This this ghost now, (laughs) there was a joke in one of of the first episodes where we spoke about the ghost coming from Bali and I said, oh, if you came with Australia Post, you wouldn't come here. It was either FedEx or like DHL. And some some elf or whatever the fuck Santa, he's he's doing something, he's sending you blow up Christmas trees. I've never seen one. Have you blown it up? No, I've kept it in its box and I think I'm just going to throw it out because – and like I, I said this on my Instagram story, I was like, you know, I feel like maybe he wants to celebrate Christmas with me because maybe he was alone. Oh my god, bro! I've just got shivers. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty trippy. Like he's not in here anymore. Ever since I cleansed, like no TVs have turned on, no lights have turned on. Um, and last episode, I was yeah, I was heading home, and then I cleansed that. I got my friend's mum to that come day. over that day. Because I just didn't want to risk having no sleep because I was already just so tired. And yeah, she is like very in tune. She also does like hypnotherapy and she's, she grew up with witches. Some people find it really whack that like I even associate myself with people who have done this kind of stuff. I don't find it whack. I find it fucking scary as <laughs> that this ghost has fucking DHL'd you or a FedEx <laughs> with no return sender, a blow up inflatable. Christmas tree. Like, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, Um, I know. I'm kind of a bit scared. Coming back to talking about the holiday, the Christmas movie, and the the wind on Monday while you were in a bit, like, highly strung. Yeah. In the movie The Holiday, Mm. Kate Winslet and um, that other guy, fucking what's his name, they have this thing and it's called the Santa Anna winds. Is it Jude Law? Oh, no, um, Jack Black. Jack Black. And the wind's really hectic and shit happens with the wind. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe, maybe the wind, oh, Maybe. Man. And then on the day of the Arias, which was last Thursday, mm. I was sitting here, I was doing, getting my makeup done with the gorgeous Kayla and we were watching your stories about the ghost and the fucking fingerprints in the shower. Mm. I actually threw my phone. I threw it. <laughs> I go, and me and Kayla were like, fuck this, fuck that. I was like, like fuck that. that. I know. It was it was pretty bizarre. Like I had cleansed that night. I slept like a baby that night as well. Like wow. heaven, n- didn't wake up once. And then I was having a shower the next day. And I did say this on my stories, but I will repeat. I have showered in that shower many times. Okay. Every day. Every, every day. day. And like it gets steamy there because I like really hot showers. And I mean, I've always looked out this window because it's directly in front of me. Right. And I'm standing there and I'm like noticing what's that on the top of the glass and yeah it was like four it was just four fingerprints like their fingers from like here to here on the very top of the glass and I was standing there and I was thinking oh my god it's like literally above where I left the burnt sage on the outside like literally directly above it so I was like maybe that means like he's gone like he's saying goodbye like he was waving goodbye I don't think he was fucking waving. I think he was trying to get in, babe. He was trying fucking fingerprint. That, that's the way I saw it. I didn't see it as him getting out. I thought I saw it as him leaving, like saying goodbye, like I'm gone now. And then my mum calls me and she's like, Ella, when people put glass in houses, it would probably it's probably just the builder's fingerprints. I'm like, yes, it might be, but it's a bit of that. Well, there's no such thing as coincidence, but it's a bit the timing of actually seeing the fingerprints the day after and then the Christmas tree arriving. Like, I've had showers in your house and I yeah. have hot showers too. I didn't see no fingerprints. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm back staying at your place on like the 15th. And <laughs> not going to lie, bitch is fucking scared. 
No, okay. I've been sleeping here by myself. It's fine. I'm, I'm coming with like my Italian gorni. I'm coming with like some holy water. I, like, I've called up nonna, nonna. Can you get me some holy water from, from All Saints Church just so I can take it with me? Like, on, no, I actually am, babe. I'm getting the holy water and I'm going to spray it in your house. I would love that. Like I'm, you know, I'm cleansing often, but no, I don't feel like everyone's like, oh my God, aren't you scared? The story replies that I was getting was insane. Everyone's invested in this. I'm telling you, everyone's invested. They are. And it's actually funny. I had a girl DM me like yesterday or the day before and she was like, Ella, I have never believed in this sort of stuff. And then she sent me a video. She was like, Ella, the weirdest thing happened. I just got into my car and the keys aren't even in the ignition and my radio was off and it just turned on by itself. And I'm like... Well, because you're more aware of it now and maybe you don't believe in it, that's when things can play tricks on you. When you test the universe, that's when things can play tricks on you. And she was like, oh, my God, I, like, literally thought of you as soon as it happened. I'm not testing the universe. Yeah. Okay, I'm just putting hmm. it out there to whatever energies. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not testing anyone, okay? But no, I, just, like, I don't feel scared. I never felt scared of it. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. You never actually felt scared. You were just, it was kind of just a bit like. I just knew there was a presence. You weren't able to sleep. You just mm. felt uneasy. And that in itself is, I think, worse than being scared. Well, yeah, because I was exhausted. I was like. The exhaustion. Utterly exhausted. Yeah. And I was like wigging myself out. The first night it happened, I was like, okay, the next thing, Alexa's going to be upstairs. And she goes, sorry, oh, I didn't get that. And then I'm going to be in bed thinking, oh, my God, he's like because commun- they communicate with you through technology. Anyway, but, yeah, I'm not going to get too into it because it's it's paranormal activity. Ghosts and spirits are with us every single day, everywhere we go. It's just whether or not you are you believe in it because if you don't believe in it, then you don't pick up on things. Guys, I'm – so I actually sent a message today in our group chat, now sit with us production chat. I was like, we need to get like a psychic medium or do a reading on the podcast. You haven't done it before? I really want to do it. So I am now actively seeking someone mm. that we can get on the potty and do as a bonus. Like yeah. before the end of the year, I want to, I want to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm really keen to do it. Isabella actually went last Friday with her mum to a psychic medium. Like it was 10 people in the audience and this lady was apparently incredible. People were just in tears and like mm. she was connecting with people's loved ones. Well, yeah, I've got like a Christmas. So like my mom sees this clairvoyant who's 16 years of age. Are you going? Yeah, he's like invited us to like a Christmas thing. It's like a charity thing, I think. And then he like delivers messages if people like come to him in the room. He's going to, no, I I feel like this is going to be big for you. I think it will be too. Yeah, I think it will be. I wasn't going to go, but then I was like. You're going. You are going. It's on next Wednesday. And he's 16. Like, wow, I've never seen anyone in that field who's that young. This guy, like from what your mum told me about him, yeah, it's it's like next level. But, yeah, we wanted to update you guys on the ghostly chat because people are fucking invested and I'm invested. Just amazing how much it brought our community together when we spoke about your paranormal experience on mm. the podcast. Yeah, I know. And, crazy. like, it's just been the most hectic few weeks, I think. Like I know from the chats we've had personally together, mm. you know, you've been feeling quite a burnout feeling. Oh, I've been. You want to talk a bit more about that, babe? Yeah, like the last, I don't even know, like. It's like two. the last two weeks. It's probably about two weeks. Yeah. It's like there was a period where I was like, in Sydney, then back home, and then Sydney for four days, and then back home, and then Sydney for a day. It's been very hectic. It was like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. And then I just felt like screaming into a pillow, and it just got to a point where I and like I was also going to like my psychiatrist as well. And I actually realized he's not a psychologist; he's a psychiatrist. 
Oh, he's a psychiatrist. So even so, he can prescribe you medication if even needed. like bigger knowledge. Yeah. like he's yeah, like amazing. They intertwine actually talking about m- like medical stuff. Yeah, with the psychological stuff. So that's that's who I go to for my antidepressants and that kind of stuff. So they really know a lot more about how everything is going to vibe and it, it's yeah. But amazing that you're, you're keeping up with that babe. Well, I've booked him in like every fortnight for the first six sessions because just knowing me, I work really well by like schedule. So I was like, yeah. I'm locking you in, no excuses, like I'm working around you. Which is also really hectic because the start of your psychiatrist journey, mm. it's, you're, you're laying everything out on the table straight away. Yeah. Like you're putting your whole life out there so this person knows what they're dealing with. Mm. And that's really exhausting. Yeah. And I like had so much, like the second session I had, it was just after the podcast awards and like I, I think I saw him like the next day, I was just telling him how I'd been feeling and like, mm. Even when we were in Sydney, I actually at one point, I don't remember when it was, I hadn't had a drink though, and I started getting the symptoms of like a bit of an anxiety attack. We were in the hotel room and my body started to get a bit hot and like tingly. Yeah, but it didn't It didn't continue on, but my heart was racing and like I was like, oh, this is that feeling. But then it kind of went away. So I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. You're becoming more aware. Yeah. I think the the main thing when it comes to anxiety is just figuring out what your triggers are. So you found that you think that alcohol might be a trigger for you? Yeah, definitely. I think it's fair to say that, you know, even though he did say that it's not scientifically or whatever, but yeah. I call bullshit on that because I do think that it, it can be as well. Yeah. Like it makes sense in my head that every time I've had not even a full drink, I've had an episode and it makes sense in my head because alcohol weakens your state of mind. And when you're like in complete control, you can control your breathing and like your thoughts. But when you drink, even if it's just half a glass of bubbles, something just happens. One of the most important things about this whole journey for you with seeing a psychiatrist, I think, is working out your triggers for what causes the anxiety because I know for me like I've lived with this for over 10 years now Mm. right like a really long time so for me I know what the triggers may be and a big one for me is if I don't sleep if I don't get enough Mm. rest Mm. and if I don't have enough downtime I become very heightened Mm. and that can heighten my feelings of anger Mm. Uh, it can heighten my depressive thoughts Mm. so Really nurturing myself will then enable me to be able to cope with my mental health. Mm. And I've only realised that in the last four or five years, Mm. like honestly, because and it's taken me a long time. So this is all a learning curve for you, babe, and figuring Mm. out, yeah, if it is the alcohol or maybe I'm a little bit, oh, today was too hectic with flying in and having to do this so quickly. Mm. And it's just about learning those things. But I think you, you're slow. You are getting there, like for sure. Yeah. It's just pretty wild to like reflect and for him to say, so, you know, would the cause of your anxiety be going on to the reality TV show? And I was like, well, yeah, like I didn't have anxiety before the show. Yeah. Like I had my first ever anxiety attack just before I left to come to Sydney when we're talking about vaccines and maths, like I had I had one then with Renee down Chapel Street after drinking a takeaway cocktail because we were in lockdown. And yeah. that was like the first time. And then the second was with you after we'd finished filming. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, and then we started really like it was a it was pretty honest, like, you know, weighing up all the pros and the cons and if it was really worth it and all those sorts of things. And yep. 
me never being this anxious person. I've never been this kind of person. I've never been a depressed person, not saying that I have depression, but, you know, I definitely have sadder moments in the past 12 months taking into consideration what I've been through, but I've had sadder moments from stress than ever before. Which is so fucking brave of you to acknowledge that. Yeah. Because we all have our moments. Like I Mm. have like a depressive disorder, right? Mm. But it doesn't mean that I'm depressed all the time. Mm. And that is, you know, it's such a spectrum with feelings, whether that be a high feeling or a sad feeling. And we all have a tendency to have those depressive feelings. And I just want you to know that that's so fucking brave and I'm so proud of you for acknowledging that. And it's not something that needs to be fixed, okay? We are human. We have feelings. We are allowed to feel. Mm. It's something that you are aware of because when you're aware of it, you are so much more able to help yourself feel better. Yeah. And that's all it comes down to. You know, it's not about fixing it. It's not about this is a bad thing. You need to not be that. Because I had those feelings for many years when my doctor said, okay, well, you have to depression and anxiety disorder. Here's medication for it. I automatically thought, oh, I'm crazy. I'm not good. Mm. I need to be better or I need to be okay. Mm. And it it takes you a while to like get that in your head, but I'm just so proud that you already know that within yourself. That is a huge step already, babe. So for you on that journey, like major. Yeah, he he was very much like you have been your own therapist for, you know, how many years. Yeah. And now that, like, your life has literally flipped upside down, been thrown around in only six months, he's like, you know, I deal with, like, a lot of patients and clients and I don't deal with people who have had this kind of life change. And he's like, neurologically, like, your brain is going through a transitional period and it's trying to understand because he knows that I'm very much like before this life, before maths, like I was very much wake up every day at 4.30, gym. It Like he knew that I'm very much routine structure based and balance and exercise. And in the last 12 months, I've had none of that. And he was like, it sounds like you haven't been putting your core values, your core beliefs that make you you first. You haven't been putting yourself first for 12 months. And I was like, correct. I haven't been doing the things that make me me like every single day like I used to, like I used to wake up every day, go down to the beach. Like there's even a highlight on my Instagram from the past like three years of the same spot that I've always gone to even before maths. Like I saw the double rainbow the morning of that I left for maths like at this spot that I have been going to for years in Greenpoint in Bayside. And I was like saying all these things to him and he's just like, we're making, you know, like goals for next year and stuff like that. And we got onto the topic of like my friends and this was like a really weird conversation because it was a very much like, oh, like and kind of like an oh situation, if that's a thing. Yeah. We're talking about in high school, like I think I've touched on it on the podcast, but like in high school when I was at a private school, like I never fit in. I felt like I was always the one that wanted to do the crazy things or like, you know, I wasn't academically smart. I wasn't good at maths. I was doing gardening. I wasn't allowed to do maths. I was failing. I was at a very prestigious school in Melbourne at Crawford Grammar and I just wasn't smart enough, basically. That's what it came down to. And then I moved to a public school and I went to Swinburne Secondary and I fit right in. It was just a year, year 11 and 12 school. You didn't have school on Wednesdays. It was casual clothes. Like you could express yourself through whatever you wanted to do. Like I started getting my tattoos. I shaved half my head. I had like a baby undercut at this stage and I could really be me. Felt like I fit in. Mm. And then since we've left school, 
and where I'm at in my life now and probably over the past like three years, it was really interesting. Like I was telling him about my friends and how like out of all my friends, like everyone is married, everyone is like planning for that next stage of life. And I was saying, you know, when I catch up with my my closest friends who I've known for like a decade or over, I feel like I don't have anything to contribute to conversation right now because I'm not at their stage in life and they all are at doing it together. And I feel like I can't relate and they can't relate with my life. And it, I'm, I'm finding it really hard to meet on this level where I've always met with my friends. Like we've always just kind of like got it, you know, and you know, unfortunately, but fortunately as well, like I'm at this crazy time of my life that they just can't understand, you know, only you can understand, only a few people can understand like what it feels like. And he's like, the therapist or psychiatrist was like, do you feel like you don't fit in? And do you feel like how you felt in high school? And I was like, I do. Like when I'm with my girlfriends, I don't feel like I'm fitting in with the people who know me the best right now. And I- I don't feel like I'm fitting into their routine and their life because I'm not trying for a baby or I'm not like breastfeeding right now or like I'm not just renovating my own kitchen in my home that I've just bought. And, you know, like all these like planning for weddings, like I'm, you know, a bridesmaid next year for one of my closest girlfriends and we're sitting around like talking about that and and I'm just like, eh. like I, I do feel like obviously I'm so happy for them, but there's this tiny little part of me that just doesn't feel like I fit in right now with the people who know me the best. And it was like a really weird conversation when he said that. I was like, fuck, I haven't actually thought about that. And he's like, you know, growing up, like you always felt like you didn't fit in. And maybe right now, like you're an adult and you feel like you maybe just don't fit in like with the people who you want to fit in with. It's like going through a kind of new life yeah. cycle. It, you know how, you know, there's we go through stages in life and I think this is so relatable and I know so many of our listeners are going to be able to relate to this because, mm. you know, we get to certain stages in our life and, you know, some friends that we've had for years are all at different levels. Like I know mm. me personally, you know, like how many of my girlfriends that I grew up with are pregnant, have already had kids, are trying to fall pregnant, are, you know, investing in housing and houses and whatever and all this other stuff. And here I am just kind of like trying to get through each day and try and not fuck up. Like that's my worries. And whereas their worries are, oh my God, when am I ovulating? When when should when do we need to have sex to have have a baby? Planning the wedding, doing all of this kind of stuff. And it is a weird stage in our lives right now because Number one, we've gone through this hectic thing that is a reality TV show. Mm. And coming out of that, our lives have significantly changed. Mm. So we are navigating this crazy new life, but also trying to still live our lives like we were the Ella and Dom 18 Mm. months ago. Mm. And I've only just realized in the last like few weeks that the moment I accept that life is changed and it's changed for the better, but Mm. also there are some negatives with it. Not going to lie. Yeah, of course. As soon as we realise that, we'll be able to kind of just be like, okay, it is what it is. Mm. Like this is life now. You know, my life is so different. Like the lack of routine really does get to me too and this is something Mm. we've spoken about a lot. We always Mm. talk about this. You know, I would have my routine of getting up every morning, going to reform Pilates, in the afternoons, going to the dog park with Millie, having that 
kind of structure to my day and not having that now and always thinking about, okay, well, I've got to be here. I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, I'm flying out tomorrow. I've got to take Millie to my parents. I've got to, I'm thinking about everything else but me. Mm. And I feel like that's where you're at right now. And it's going to be so relatable to women everywhere, women and men, all of our listeners, because I think we go through stages in our lives where things change and we're going through a change mm. and it's okay, you know. I know it's uncomfortable sitting there and listening to your girlfriends talk about breastfeeding and mm. and this and that and weddings and, and planning all this kind of shit and here we are just like talking about, okay, so that sex toy, yep, we liked that, no, we didn't, Um, mm. oh, you know, this, this. We're talking about things that we may think that are airy fairy but in Mm. the grand scheme of things like that's our life babe and I don't think we should compare ourselves to what our mates are now living like we chose our path I mean it's I don't like I don't necessarily agree with like like I did not because the psychologist psychiatrist asked me that he's like do you feel like you chose this path and I said well fuck no like signing up to maths I did not choose to be like to I, I had no idea. I went back to work full time. Like totally, I I get that. Like we chose to go on the show, but mm. we didn't choose necessarily where we're at now. Yeah. But I think the penultimate decision that we made to sign up to go on a reality TV show mm. was always going to change our lives, regardless to what extent. Because you know, you think of people that even went on maths and were on it for two weeks. Like their lives are different now than what they were and for us that went through the experiment and had pretty intense moments and experiences it's bound to happen that our lives are fucking changed you know so yeah it's just dealing with change and dealing with change god we could talk about that for fucking hours and we we could have 10 psychiatrists talking to us in front of us about how to deal with change even he was like he was like I'm not even going to pretend like I can understand what you're going through because I don't know how you feel every day now. Like, you know, one second you were just Ella, but now you're a face that people recognize for a long period of time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't expect you to understand. I think I, I think I just mean we just need to have a little chat, man. Like, let's just talk about how I can get through this, you know? And it's, it's like, we don't, yeah. And, and the funny thing is like, no one's really going to understand at the end of the day. Having someone listen mm. is is a completely different thing. Like it's that's what you need at this yeah. point. It's not understanding. It's like not like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, I oh, know, walking out the door and going down mm. to shops is different. It's just having someone that's going to listen and offer little tips and tricks on how to cope with when your emotions are mm. kind of overtaking and because that's at the end of the day what it is, is trying to cope with life when it gets a little bit hectic. More sleep with us coming up right after this. I sent you and like a few of my friends like this caption or quote that I I, yes. I think it was like the other day and it was like this year I have been strong and next year I will be happy. Wow. When I read that I was like fuck I really feel that like Obviously, I've had happy moments. Oh, my gosh, like so many amazing happy moments. But overall, I feel like I've just been strong, not necessarily happy for the entire year. Like next year, I just want it to be all about like balance and making sure that I really put me first, you know, practice what you preach big time. Like 
obviously everything that I practice and have my whole life, which has dropped off this year, is my meditating, is my journaling, Mm. is working out. They are the things that keep me sane and have made me the person I am. Next year is just so much about that and not making up excuses. Like work can fucking wait an hour, you know, like I was meant to have a meeting after this psychiatrist appointment and I was like, I actually can't do this. And I, I called my brother and I was like, James, I'm I, I'm sorry, but we are going to have to just reschedule it because, Good. I, yeah, it was the day after we got back from Sydney. I was like, bro, if it can wait, it, it can wait like at least a couple of days. I just need to have some me time. I just need to like play my music, sit on the couch, read my book and just like switch off. And it's amazing what a difference it made. Perspective is an amazing thing. Mm. Like when... I always think when someone beeps me on the road, right, like they're just so busy, they've got places to go. Yeah. I'm like, mate, are you? do you have to go and like operate on someone? Like do you have to do brain surgery or heart surgery? Like wh- why are you rushing so much? Mm. Why is this, why does this message need to be replied to right this second? Is someone mm. going to fucking die? Is someone's life on the line? Is Yeah. And when you put life in perspective like that, mm. it really is so like whoa man it's like the the, the world opens up yeah because it's like what are we doing like my stepdad we- always used to say that to me <sighs> like he always russell he always used to say like if you're driving or if you're doing something ella and someone is calling and it's not like an emergency yes they can wait he's always said that like growing up ella they can wait five minutes you and i are having a chat I think that's the best advice. That text can wait five minutes. We are having dinner. We are having a dinner. Put the phone away for an hour, Ella. The only people that really need you in an emergency is probably us. But we're so consumed in our phones and we feel obligated to reply to people and we're like our friends and our manager. We feel so obligated to to just be there and because I, I am that kind of person that shows up for fucking every person. Yeah. Whether are. it is work or family, like I'm like, okay, I, I'm like I have to, you You're know. There. Yeah. And so it's been like that's a really hard thing for me to do is if I'm at the dinner table with my family and I can see my manager's messaging and I'm like. Yeah, and then you aren't there mentally with your family exactly. having dinner. And it's like the, the moment in life that matters is actually this moment that I'm sitting here having dinner with my family, not the fact that she's messaged me being like, hey, this post needs to go live fucking and I'm like, tomorrow at 6 o'clock. But then I'm like, but this is work. Yeah, this is I my know. job. But, but then I'm like. Yeah, but then it's like you're never going to get that moment back with your family. Yeah. And honestly, life is so short and we only, you just never know what's going to happen. And I mm. think. Yeah, just perspective, man. Like, and I and I never used to be like this either. I think this year changed me a lot with everything that's happened, mm. with the way that I guess just seeing judgment for things. Yeah, you know, being on a national TV show, being judged by people that don't even know you online, trolls, all this other shit. Like, I know. it just puts everything into perspective. And I cannot believe, like, we when we were on the phone earlier before the podcast, I was like, wait. Was maths this year? Like, I know we've probably said that before on the podcast, but, like, to think that the show, we finished filming January, like, the 18th this year. It's actually mental. And we were only off your screens just before my birthday, April the 5th. Like, we were only off their screens this year in April, which is six months ago. 
And that's why we really are at the kind of the end of 2022 now and it feels like the tank is almost empty. And my dad would always say, don't let your tank get empty because there's all the sediment at the bottom and that will fuck up your engine. And that's what he used to tell me about my car. So Mm. I can't imagine what that's going to do to our mental state. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like even yesterday, like we were meant to record yesterday Mm. Mm. and I said to Ella, I go, babe, I just couldn't. Mm. I had a headache. I just was like, look, I need to have a nap. I need to just rest my brain, turn my phone around, put it in the other room, mm. and I needed that. Yeah. And and that's a really powerful thing to be able to say, okay, I, ne- I need to take this moment for my brain and my soul because mm. if you don't, if you stop listening to yourself, I think it's a really dangerous thing because your body yeah. tells you, your body tells you. Yeah, when no. it, when you've got to listen to it. I know. Yeah. Oh my god. And I never used to listen to my body. I tell you what. I mean, my body never my body never actually sent me messages like until this year. Before I never had any issues. Like I didn't have any I mean, reason to have to listen to my body. But now, because of like the underlying anxiety or the tiredness or the overthinking, like my body is trying to communicate with me. But before I didn't really need to listen to my body because I was always very good. So now it's like, oh, wow, okay, what's going on? Now more than ever, it's all about the art of listening to your body. Mm -hmm. Like it it comes down to that, whether it be, you know, I'm sitting here on the couch, I do want to have a little piece of chocolate just to like to end my night or, Mm. you know, I do need to put my phone on silent and I don't want to look at Instagram tonight Mm. or I need to have a little sleep in. Maybe I'm going to get out of bed at 7.30 this morning. Mm. The little moments in life. Like I know for me my morning coffee is like a very sacred time. Me too. <laughs> it's, it's like enjoying that coffee, yeah. switching off. Like mm. I put on like my Today Show that is mm. like, you know, just thoughtless TV. That's what I call it. it for yeah. me it's just like it's I, I can watch it but I'm not really watching it and I can just be in the moment. Like Millie will cuddle up next to me. Yeah. She'll fall asleep and that moment of enjoying my coffee is like my 10 minutes in my morning mm. where I can just be like, okay, mm. today, what's today? That's one routine that I haven't lost in this crazy Me too. Year. But that's because I need coffee and it makes me poop in the mornings. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> oh, and do if I don't poop, I'm having a shit day. Pardon the pun. <laughs> I lo- big time. Yeah, Honestly, like if I don't I'm- shit in the morning, I feel crap. I am a morning pooper. Like I've got to get up and go. That's like, and I put aside like forty minutes for my coffee. She, and re- she really does, guys. I do. Like legitimately, <laughs> if 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 we're together and we've got a we've got something to do, like we have to be like like the night before we're like, okay, babe. So I'm, the alarm we're setting it for this, so I've that gives enough time, time to coffee sh- shit shower. Like I have to. If I, I yeah, I, I I can't not leave the house unless I've gone to the toilet. I think people can relate, babe. I think so too. I think so too. Because then you're like, oh, my God, what if I don't go to the toilet for the rest of the day? Like I'm going to have an upset tummy. Uh, Speaking of which, you guys will know how I had that like weird bloating. Yes, update us. Situation. So I um, spoke to a health coach on last Friday and it was just over the phone. Like we just chatted firstly just about my symptoms and stuff and about like my health history. And I'm doing a breath test for SIBO. Yes, this was the test that I was telling you. Great. I'm so happy. For those who don't know, SIBO is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Yes. And she actually said it's really common for people who had a binge eating disorder who still have binge eating disorders, um, which is really interesting. She was like, did you have this? And I was like, well, I still definitely have it. 
in me. And I feel like I've been doing a lot more emotional eating recently because of just like where my head's been at. It's like a form of punishment. It's not great, not healthy. I'm sure many of you can relate. Um, And I started following this page that she actually recommended and it's really, really insightful. And if you guys want her Instagram, I can share it in the group. Once you guys have listened to the episode, just ask. But SIBO is basically best if you do like low FODMAP diet. Mm. And it's also really common for women who are on the pill and I am on the pill. Mm. So interesting. Like if you're on the pill and you've had a binge eating disorder, SIBO is like probably, like you probably have it. And like all of my symptoms, she was like, oh my God, babe, like you definitely have this. Fuck, how good being a woman? Jesus. Honestly, like. Fuck. And I'm like considering getting off. There's all these things that I'm really like thinking about. Getting off the pill? Yeah. I'm like considering getting off the pill. I've been on it since I was 15 when I got my first boyfriend. Um, But I also went on it because I had acne at the time. Mm. And I've been on it ever since. And I've never gone off it. Like I've never taken a break or anything. I've been actually like hardly ever missed the pill because I'm so fucking around structure and oh my god, I've got to get it done. <laughs> like it becomes a part of like it's yeah. dot, like it's like routine and yeah. like it's like a vitamin, right? Or like it's that's what it is to me. It's just part. Yeah, it's like my crazy pill. I call them yeah. my crazy pills. Yeah, and like I know that people have their opinions of the pill and. I get it, like, it's bad for you or whatever, like, don't worry, I've heard it all. Um, But also the pill has worked really well for me. I've been single for 11 years, having casual sex, not always protected, and I would rather be safer. Yeah, like, I would rather be safer and know that I'm somewhat, like, backed if I need to be um, than taking the morning after pill. I've never taken the morning after pill. I know that being on the pill is a really touchy subject for many. Trust me, like, I've heard it all before from my best friends. Like, all of them are not on the pill. I'm the only one. And also the only one that's single. So, hey, maybe that says something. But I'm considering going off the pill. But there's a lot of fear because, obviously, I went on it for my acne. And now that I'm an adult Mm -hmm. and I still get cystic acne, there's a lot of fear around it coming back but because I'm not having casual sex anymore or like I used to that is for sure like not even close (laughs) (laughs) not even close to like what I used to do I'm kind of like maybe it would be a good time like I'm not sleeping with anyone like you know I'm really just like working on me and maybe it could be a good time but the crazy thing is like because I've been on it since I was 15 I don't know any different. I don't know if, if it's changed me. People say like it changes you and you don't feel certain things, but people say it takes the, your libido away. Mate, I've been fucking horny for the last 11 years more than ever. So I don't think it's changed my libido. Mm. I don't think it's changed my emotions or feelings because I've felt it all. Like I don't know if I'm going to feel any different off it. I think the thing with the pill is because, number one, there are so many of them on the market and you know, so many women are on them. Everyone has a different experience. So it's all yeah. these opinions. So and then, many. And it's like all these little ants fucking all over your head and it's like, eh, what, like, what is, you know, what am I going to feel? Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to feel until I bloody try it. Yeah. So, and I've just it, been on the same one the whole time. Wow. Fucking how much money have they taken from you, babe? No, Jeez, so work that out. I don't even pay a lot. I pay like 15 bucks a month. Yeah, but work that out. Well, yeah, but fuck. like $15 know, a month. For how many years? Since I was like 15. So 15 times 12 is 180 a year. Are you sure you pay $15? Yeah, I pay $15. 180 times 15 is? Oh, 2,700. That's great because I haven't had to. And the morning after pill is like 500. It's like, isn't it a bit? 
It's like I think thirty or forty, fifty dollars, maybe. I haven't had that in years. Actually, I mean, I've, I, and and then imagine if I'd had fallen pregnant and then you know couldn't have the baby at the time, and then well, a baby definitely costs more than two thousand seven hundred dollars. <laughs> dull. That's uh, the cost of you know. Yeah, like I've been, you know, it's worked really well for me, and it's been great, and it you know it managed my period pains and my acne from a very young age, but yes, I have fear of getting off it because it's been in my life for as long as I can freaking remember. But who knows that, like, you might get off it and you'll be like, oh, hang on, well, maybe I've outgrown my my 60 acne, I've outgrown my period pain. Because, babe, I can tell you right now, when I was, like, in my late teens, early 20s, I would get horrific period pain. Mm. I would get the worst mood swings. And now the only thing that I hate about my period, other than the fact that I get a period, mm. is that sometimes it lasts, like, eight to ten days. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, fuck me dead. And they say, like, if you come off the pill, sometimes you might have your period for like a month. Fuck that. That's what I mean. So I'm like delaying it even more and more and more. I'm well, like, it's like, you, but it's just delayed fucking sadness then, isn't it? I know. <laughs> Imagine having, I mean, I'm sure there's some of the listeners out there who have gone through this. And please, if you have got, if you were on the pill for as long as I have been, or like, you know, 10 years, 15 sounds like a lot, but I want to know. If you were on it for a really long time like me and you maybe you can relate with the acne and the period pains, like if you went off it, what happened? Because when I was a skin and laser tech and we had girls coming in being like, I've just gone off the pill and they've got acne. And like every time a girl would come in saying that, I'm like, I don't want to get off it. I don't want to get off it. But so th- like, I think that just scares you. Like, But then again, that's probably like one out of. Because there's like so much trauma with having bad skin. Like, oh, fucking nice. So much yeah. trauma. Like I still have scarring on my face and I still get sick. I've still got like big things that brew under there. Like I still get them. And I am imagining myself with really bad cystic acne again as an adult being in the public eye now. It's even scarier. So it's like back then, you know, no one knew who I was. People don't make judgments and nasty comments. Like now it's like, you know, it's it's a definitely a lot scarier being in the public eye, going through any change in your life that people see and comment on. Yep. Like anything, you know, anything. Yeah. When I every time I change my hair, it's like, oh. But like even if I wanted to, for example, one day, I don't know, maybe get my boobs bigger. I've got breast implants, guys. I've had them for 10 years now. And it's going to come to a point where I either want to get them redone because over time the implants can wear and tear. Um, If they don't need to be, they can be left. But I think for health reasons, like I probably would have to get them redone. Or do I want to take them out and then be a double A again, a complete flat chest and what I got bullied for in high school, you know, mosquito bites and then it was bee stings. People are cunts. People, yeah. I mean, back in high school, oh, the boys, my God. that's how they would flirt with you. They'd be like, oh, Ella, you got how your mosquito bites. Are they bee stings yet? Imagine if you just went, yeah, look how fabulous they are. <laughs> but shit. Well, that's when I got my nipples pierced because it, I, it gave me more confidence when I had no boobs. Yeah, I got my good. nipples pierced. And that made me feel so sexy because no one knew I had them. It was literally just for me and then my, my boyfriend at the time. So it's like I consider all these things now. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like anything that I do looks wise, like people are going to have something to say about it. It's scary. I mean, and it also is just bloody human nature, isn't it, that everyone's always going to have an opinion about something and they're going to have to want to give you their opinion because apparently it, it yeah. matters. But at the end of the day, it doesn't. But I tell you what does matter, guys, and we're wrapping this episode because I don't know if you guys know, but we got these in the mail. We got these in the mail and look what it says. 
Dom's jar of smiles and Ella's jar of smiles. Guys, when I opened this box, when I went to the post office and I saw the wrapping, I was like, oh my God, Ellen's! Ellen's is so rude. Did you get, did you get? I got the cozies. I got oh the my, cozies. Oh my God, the cozies. But guys, look how cute they are for Ellen's onesie. We should wear them when we go to Jarvis Bay. Oh my God, yeah. Sorry, guys, I just had to eat a lolly. Look, there's more peaches for some reason. Oh, wow. I put all my snakes on the top. Yeah, so did I. I know, now I can't reach to the I know, I'm in the same boat now. <laughs> is that a lip? Yeah. This has been a pretty intense episode. Like, I feel like I've really just sort of, like, let one rip, not in a smelly way, but in, like, a really raw way. I really think that a lot of you guys are going to relate to this episode a lot. I have been, yeah, and- like... This, the past couple of weeks for me, it's really been since when I got back from Bali. And I think that I've made that really apparent, like on the podcast already and on my Mm. Instagram, like I've just felt really off and flat and really different and sort of just like, yeah, Yeah. not myself and not, and even some people have picked up on it on my gram, which has been really interesting. Yeah. Like DMs just saying like, I've noticed that you're not smiling as much and like that you're like that natural smile that like shines through when you're really happy. And I know that smile. I know what they're talking about. Yeah. And when people pick up on it, you're like, yeah, you know, like you can feel it too. Like, so I really wanted to talk about it because to me, it's obvious that I'm not myself Mm. and I feel like a bit of a robot at the moment and I'm not feeling certain things that I should be feeling in, you know, moments. And I did want to share it with everyone because this podcast is not fake. No. We're not faking shit we're not pretending like rainbows and butterflies every day no because rainbows and butterflies literally (laughs) is once every fucking few months actually just saying and i watched that doco called the tinder swindler oh babe i've seen that you you're late on that i watched it on the weekend that just made me realize like again how fake social media dating apps to me i think that they are they can be fake because you can pretend to be a person on this profile but that doco, that doco was insane. That that whole story about that guy, but those women, like I don't understand how he took them on private jets and all this shit, but then he's the one asking them for money and then they give him the money. So watching that on the weekend made me just really think about social media and how fake people can be. And it made me really just want to be real with you guys here because – we are so grateful that we have this community and this platform and we love you guys so much. And Dom and I are always very real with very you guys real. with what's going on. Like we are honest with you guys and we, w- we want you to continue to feel like you really know us as individuals and as us being best friends. Like we want you to feel like you're with us. 100%. And that's what sets our podcast apart and that's what we're really proud of creating this this community because for us, you know, there, you know, there's thousands of potties out there and, and, and I listen to podcasts all the time too, and I really thoroughly enjoy them. But I think for sit with us, we are completely vulnerable. We are real as fuck. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to hear and it's, it's, it, it's vulnerable and it's real mm. and that's what life is. So I think, and we always find the beauty in, in whatever we're talking about, even if it is a really fucking, touchy subject which we do talk yeah. a lot about yeah and i think we've we've helped a lot of people bay by being so open and honest about our mental health and and all of that and mm. i know you know just being able to talk about things and not be scared about it it it, it helps mm. people and i think that that's we're so lucky to be in this position we really are yeah we are and we love you guys so much and please 
comment in our Facebook group about the episode. Yes, I love when the new apps drop. Yeah. I, just, I love <laughs> you know going when through. It's, dropped. Oh, it's the best. It literally is the best. I love. <laughs> And there's been so many comments about Made in Chelsea, so mm, I've had to I've had to bite my tongue. I know, fuck. I've had out. to I've been biting my tongue so much it's fucking been bleeding, bitch. Okay? That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Alright guys. Well, we love you. And maybe you'll hear from us really soon. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. See ya! See ya! Bye! Bye.